Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast. We are here today to begin coverage of a brand new challenge season. It has been so long since we've had any challenge content in in our lives. Uh, so, you know, thank God there is something here for us to enjoy again in the challenge universe. Uh, the Challenge USA has began. It is streaming on CBS, not MTV. Very different uh, here for the challenge series to make the jump to Paramount Plus and now make a jump to a whole different network, uh, you know, they're related, whatever, we'll talk about it all. Um, of course, I am your host, Matt, alongside my co-host, who I have not talked to in a very long time, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Ah, hello, hello. I'm good. I still have my eyelashes on, so feel like doing better than some people mm-hmm. on the show. But, you know, I am uh, doing pretty good. What time of the day do you take them off? Oh, I mean, it depends on the level of activity and if I'm getting thrown around in an elimination, but, sure. you know. Sure. Um, what an episode for Asa to be hosting a premiere party uh, in <laughs> in the Big Apple uh, there in, in, in NYC had tons of I, I mean, like as far as like, you know, the technicalities of it go, you know, she hosted it. I'm making air quotes that you can't see right now, um, but it was organized by the same people who have organized that Big Brother party in the yeah, city for okay. every single one lately. So I guess they just somehow linked up with Aza and that's, you know, whatever. Um, but still, like imagine watching that episode as Aza, like, you know, you, you pass out, you're having like, you know, a hard time in the episode. You lose the challenge. You go to the elimination. Like, thank God she won it. Otherwise, like even more embarrassing. Oy. <laughs> it was a good one. I mean, she was one of the stars of the episode, I would say. She certainly was. Um, we'll talk about uh, all of that as we are beginning a new season here, uh, Scally. Like I said, on CBS, The Challenge USA. Yeah, The Challenge USA on CBS. So uh, a whole new series for us to be diving into here. Right. Um, any, uh, any before I guess we get into it, Any uh, anything develop in the last 24 hours? Any final uh, thoughts on... Uh, All Stars three, not final thoughts, but any any uh, anything we should touch on? Mm, not for me. <laughs> I didn't get to Johnny's interview, so I haven't really uh, got anything on the All Stars front. But uh, for, I don't know. For me, excited to uh, move past that and move into what I thought was a very exciting premiere for the Challenge USA. I agree, um, and I don't really have anything specific to bring up, but I did listen to John A's interviews. Uh, she did oh. two, uh, the Challenge Mania one, and then the one with Tori and Anissa, which is maybe the last time we'll ever hear from Tori and Anissa on a podcast. That'd be interesting. Um, mm. I don't know that high of hopes. <laughs> um, but Devon and uh, Devin began their reign uh, with this Challenge podcast. They had Aza on, so that's good. Um, check that out if you are interested. And uh, yeah, we're here with uh, I don't even know how many people there are, but we uh, we drafted all these players uh, a couple months back with Haley and with Chappelle. Um, it's just such a strange assortment of CBS reality stars. It sp- I spent the entire episode, you know, doing kind of what I did at the Winners at War premiere, um, season 40 of Survivor being like, how is this real? In season 40, <laughs> it was like, you know, a really good how is this real? And not that this wasn't good for me. It was definitely good. It was really good, I, I would say. But it was just like, I still don't understand how we ended up here, and I still don't understand where we're going to go with this. I just remember when you called on the phone to go over who was leaked as the cast members, and being excited that they were out but underwhelmed by a fair number of the cast and Mm -hmm. you know so i was not having like the highest of hopes coming in still excited but it could have been better and then now that we got here i'm just watching i'm like ah it's them it's them like i'm excited for a very large majority of this cast and i think that even people that i was not super excited for uh were pretty good on this episode yeah, I totally forgot about that call. Um, it was more than just the two of us were on the call. I was just reading off the the names as they had come out that day of like they were leaving to film, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Tasha Fox, like, <laughs> where has she been? <laughs> just revealing them one by one. Quite the uh, quite the event. It's like, oh, there's a, another BB twenty three. Oh, another BB twenty three. Oh, oh, there's more. <laughs> oh, it just doesn't stop. The whole cast is here. Um, might as well just get you know Travis and Frenchie as well, but they did oh, no. not. No, no. <laughs> I think we uh cut, we cut it where where it belonged. So, um, as as we were, I think, saying uh, last night, uh, we were excited for this, or at least I was excited for this. Um, and uh, did it deliver for you? Are you uh, feeling good so far? One episode in, one ninety minute premiere in. For me, it did. Um, I'm very excited. I feel like I have a whole other franchise that I am excited to continue with. It's only one episode in, so like, who knows where it can go from here. But 
I feel like it was so fresh. I'm just used to watching the number of seasons of the same exact people over and over and over back on the main challenge and it's gotten a little stale at points during different seasons and even if this were to become like you know a dominant alliance season it's just still new personalities or relative to the people that i have watched for 10 15 years on the other challenge Mm -hmm. so i am having a lot of fun watching them navigate this new game and I found it, you know, uh, the, the one thing that I was thinking while I was watching was how, you know, or even before, whatever, is just how there's no MTV veterans here. So it's obviously all these people who were introduced to the, the challenge game in itself for the first time. But as I was watching it, I was like, this is not that different. I mean, sure, there's no Tori or Bananas or Wes here or, or whoever, um, but it's still veteran reality TV players. And I'm looking at Tyson like, all right, here's this guy who's played, you know, four seasons of reality TV already, four seasons of Survivor already. He's, he's you know, coming in very confident as a television, as a reality television contestant playing a game like this. Like, you know, it's not that hard to figure out this kind of game and know what you have to do and know how you have to, you know, begin to play it. And of course, they're going to change up their strategy, you know, with specifics of how TJ is going to throw some twists at them, uh, especially, you know, in this episode. So, you know, it, it's not like... Like you can plan for everything, but there's certainly, you know, a level of what Tyson is going to be able to start the game with here versus what any of the Love Islanders are going to start <sighs> the game with. It's like it feels like the Survivor and the Big Brother players are all the uh, veterans and the Love Islanders are like the new class of rookies is, is how it kind of felt. <laughs> it does feel like that. I mean, I still think it is definitely an improvement then like i think we were shocked to not have some of the cbs alum that have made the transition to mtv like the josh and casey and fessy mm-hmm. and not that those were personalities we were clamoring for here some more than others um but i really was like felt the excitement of not having them here i wanted to get like a total fresh like uh total fresh meat season basically everyone is on a relative like uh even playing field so uh that was good obviously some are coming in with a much bigger advantage of playing a game more similar to this in the past but even on like a fresh meat season some of them are going to come in with a much better idea of how to play the game versus others so uh it, it is far preferable than to have some MTV alum mixed in here for me. Like, is this what it felt like, you know, we wouldn't know because we were both really young, but mm-hmm. um, for people who watched, <laughs> you need, nothing, nothing else matters of what I say in the rest of the <laughs> sentence there. <laughs> um, uh, for anybody who was like watching the, like the original challenge seasons back when it was like the real world road rules challenge of like all these people from different, you know, seasons of shows that they had watched before coming together. It's like, oh, wow. Like, look, they're on the same show now and they're competing. Um, this must have been <laughs> just the excitement that they felt all the way back then in, you right. know, the year. Uh, 1933 see yeah something like uh early seasons of the challenge uh early i love money um i would say that given these people's uh general ability and also attitude towards previous games they've played probably more like when the challenge started just getting serious you know around like maybe the gauntlet or so so uh, maybe like 10 seasons into the challenge or uh maybe sooner but i didn't Uh, have the knowledge base to pull on so uh i think it's probably a more apt comparison around there but yeah very fun to get to watch all these new people interact it was so bizarre and i'm gonna use that word a (laughs) hundred times before this ends just because every time i looked up at the screen there was somebody new that i forgot was on the season and i'm like when did you get here how you know uh, like there were people that that shined in this first episode that i expected to people that were quiet that i was happy about um david alexander getting no confessionals in the premiere episode you, you don't hate to see it um and and just you know you're trying to figure out you know how like there's certainly like of course we're get, we'll get into it all with the cookout the cookout was a big storyline of there's so many uh, well this there's four out of the six of them here um there's other people from that season that were burned by the cookout and that was like kind of like a main storyline if not the main storyline of this episode especially with kylan and aza coming in uh last and and you know potentially going home obviously they didn't but um it, it was just like so many of these other people don't have a storyline. It was like the love Island people. Yeah. They're partying. They're here to party. They're, they're here to have fun. Like that's all, you know, you can rehash maybe some of the story. And they try to with Kira and Cashel to be like, Oh, there was something there. Cache and, uh, and Cinco like, okay, let's bring that up and remind everybody that that existed. But it's not 
you know, based on old gameplay like the cookout is where it's like there was real, you know, game related feelings involved. Like, you know, so it, it just felt different and, and it felt like we're going to need a couple of episodes to kind of get footing within this new game of where everybody stands um, and how, you know, people are going to approach the game, um, you know, now knowing the format and, and seeing who they're working with and all this kind of stuff. So um, I'm definitely intrigued. It's it's, it's it should be good. Yeah, it's so interesting to see, like, let's say, Kira and Cashel, who have, like, a history, or Cinco and Cash, not that they interacted on screen, um, but in a way that's very different, even, you could say, Justine and Sally, uh, and so, or even, like, some of the Survivor Big Brother players, the cookout, like, whether it was a strategic alliance, a romance, or whatever, watching them, like, be reunited was certainly interesting, but it was also really interesting to see uh, people that you never thought would be interacting on your screen ever interacting like a sit down between Sarah, Lucina, Dom, and Xavier, or Xavier and Kayla, or like Leo and James are hanging out. Like I just thought, like almost every single scene, I was interested to see like who is with who and who's Literally, hanging out. Yeah, it was so weird. Like exactly the group you just said. I was like, what are you doing, Xavier? Why are you here? Like with these two? Like how did you find them? And what are you guys going to talk about? Like <laughs> I just it, it was a it was a reality TV mix. Like you know, just imagine that like. They w- somebody went to Oz's premiere party and started filming and called it a challenge. It's just like, you know, the most <laughs> random assortment of people and they filmed a show together. So that's just kind of where we are. That's kind of what's happening here. It's it's bizarre. Like uh, my favorite confessional of the entire episode uh, is is and there was going to be a lot of favorite confessionals I have from uh, Shannon St. Clair, um, who was, you know, they're at the challenge and uh, she's terrified and she's like talking about how Sarah is also terrified. And she's like, uh, that doesn't make me feel better, Sarah. Uh, Sarah from Survivor that doesn't make me feel any better I was like why is Shannon yelling about Sarah Lucina where am I yeah it is the weirdest like and I watched Isle of Money and this is the weirdest amalgamation of people that I've ever had to see together on screen but I'm not complaining I'm definitely enjoying like there were other ones like uh, I'm sure we'll talk about a majority of them but just seeing like Shannon Desi and um who was it aza was it aza um yeah i think that might have been it but just like seeing like these different combinations of people talk about who they trust who they don't trust like it it was just so surreal to now like actually be seeing this happen on screen yeah um just i mean to kind of get into some of the gameplay of it all how do you see it shaking out with um who's going to be linked together i think we're starting to get um some hints and some you know scenes obviously of some gameplay happening and um just as far as like interviews have gone uh, to, i i'm not going to commit myself to listening to Tyson's weekly podcast he's doing uh, about the challenge. He's doing the ringer one that bananas usually does. Um, but I did see a Reddit thread that summarized it all. Um, so between I saw that and I saw just any, any other like information that's kind of come out, it's pretty much confirming that there is a big brother uh, survivor Alliance to start this game off here, that they're looking to team up and uh, I guess take out love Island because they're the easy pickings at the moment. So, I mean, we do see that uh, Tyson and Angela are going to uh, put Giovanni and Sally in over um, there. You know, there was a love Island person involved. We'll get to that decision, but <laughs> like, is this going to be the way that we continue going forward where love Island just gets picked off or uh, is the cookout all, of it all going to shake things up? I don't know. Uh, I would assume for at least a little bit. I think that the format change that we got at the end of the episode may uh, make that a little more difficult, but I do think Love Island is in kind of a bad spot. I think that Survivor and Big Brother being like the popular shows, uh, not necessarily like uh, the popular kids of CBS, not like its cast members, because I think that probably Love Island was more of the popular kids in high school. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I would say Survivor and Big Brother, you know, they're the strategy games. They're the like. Uh, cool shows to be on at least uh, CBS cares about them the most so I think that they probably had a pretty natural uh, alliance there it's not surprising to me but I uh, don't know that I saw like people looking at Love Island as as big of a threat as they seem to be for sure I mean it, Love Island stands out as the like the different group 
here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amazing Race is three of them, so let's not even get into like where they fall <laughs> in. Um, you know, James and, and Leo had a scene talking about how you know they can very easily you know fit in wherever they kind of want to, and James was uh, you know luckily for himself uh, did a great job of talking himself out of the spot that he could have, you know, he could have uh, been in there with Shannon and been out, out of here first. Um, so, you know, they were able to hold on there. Um, but yeah, Love Island stands out as like the one that is just, you know, different. If, if, if the show was like casting from Love Island, The Bachelor and Big Brother, you'd probably see Love Island and The Bachelor team up and, and all the hot people take out all the strategists. So, you know, it's just kind of where we ended up and, and the groups that have, uh, you know, come together here and, um, there is probably Big Brother and Survivor crossover at some of these events, and the Love Island people are are still new. I mean, Love Island is three years in, and uh, you know it's it's still they're still a baby. So I don't know. I, I would not be surprised if they continue to be uh, you know targeted, but uh, if they are teamed up you know each week with a Big Brother or Survivor person, that could put a, a wrench in things. And I don't know. It it'll it'll make things interesting. Yeah, definitely. I feel like for Love Island, um, you know, I thought they would come in here with kind of a lower profile. Like, who's really scared of the Love Island cast? Um, I do agree. Like, it gets talked about how Love Island seems to be, like, the closest personally out of any of the cast. I do think you would see on Instagram, like, any given weekend, a lot of these people hanging out. Um, And I think it's probably because there's only been three CBS seasons. So um, it's a lot easier to feel connected, just like in the early days of Survivor or Big Brother. I'm sure those cast felt a lot stronger of a connection than now that there are 42 seasons of Survivor. Um, I don't think anyone really comes away thinking like that is my like good friend in the for the future. Uh, looking back on past seasons, mm-hmm. so um, I think it's definitely a different bond that they have, uh, as well as just being like mostly part of like the same age group and like demographics. <laughs> like I think that it's a much more natural friendship that gets formed. So uh, I didn't think about that aspect of it being threatening because I thought like how Love Island acted on this episode was maybe a little (laughs) less uh, gamey than I expected but like about it and I didn't think that that would be uh, such a problem. Right, I was going to ask if you, you know, think that, you know, obviously we didn't see everything, of course, but um, from what we saw, it did not seem to me like Love Island was was doing enough of the game talking. Like, there were some conversations they were having with each other, um, but even, like, on the night out, it was like, all right, we're just going to show everyone that we're here to have fun. I was like, what are we getting at here? What are, you know, <laughs> are you, are you showing that. that you're here to compete? I don't, I don't know. I loved that so much when they were like, we are here to show them that we are real. Like we are here to play this game and we are like strong competitors by dancing at the bar on top of each other. It's like, look, I would want to be friends with these people. Like these are the people that like are like fun and going to like, uh, you know, be a good time when you're out. And it seemed like most of the people were like looking on being like, Oh, look at them. That's so cute. But, um, not really getting involved, uh, earlier in the episode. Like, uh, I think it was, um, Sally, uh, Justine, and Kayla, I think, maybe Shannon, um, saying how uh, most people are stressed out about the social aspect of the game, but like right. not us thinking that. Oh, it's Cash, actually. Um, thinking not like that being our strongest uh, point of this game. And it's like, yeah, you guys are really good socially in terms of like talking to each other, but I don't think you have like a social game. And those are two very different things. Um, I think that. Justine, I know that she is like a fan of these games uh, outside of just uh, being on them now. So I know that she like was a survivor watcher, I think a big brother watcher, a challenge watcher. So I think she probably had an idea of how to be playing. But when all of her friends do not seem to be doing the same, I think she's kind of uh, not going to really get that edit. I don't know if she did make any better effort uh, and not really surprised that like Selly and Shannon weren't the biggest gamers out there. No, and, and, you know, poor Shannon here uh, can't even get, you know, off the ground for a push up, which is, you know, uh, certainly, you know, uh, making her very relatable to, um, I, I don't know, um, I don't want to say most of the audience, but maybe a lot of people <laughs> watching at home. Um, so, uh, you know, just the fact that she got like an entire dedicated scene of her like sitting in bed, like you think that there could be a game talk about to happen. Um, it was Shannon, I think Kira and Giovanni were sitting together mm-hmm. and she's about to like open up about how she's, you know, doing so far. And we do see, you know, uh, one of the storylines for Shannon in this episode is how she may be the one to go in because she's not really feeling it so much. She kind of may want to go home, um, not lo- not totally wanting to be here, which, I mean, we also know from behind the scenes that Josh was an alternate, like her then boyfriend, um, and clearly didn't make 
connected onto the cast. So she was probably feeling like if I if I had to guess, like feeling very, uh, you know, wishing that he had been there or just wanting to go back home to him, I, I, mm-hmm. I guess is, is my guess. Um, I mean, but, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just I was just gonna say she can't do a push up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they left the show together in like very dramatic fashion under what were like very heavy circumstances and probably didn't spend more than a couple days apart ever since then. And she's staring down now a full season of being there without him when she didn't think that that was probably going to happen a day and a half ago. So um, I do understand why she's having a hard time adjusting, but. Uh, and like it was funny, but um, I don't know. I had a little more faith in Shannon than this. She just was. It's it's hard to deny. She was like a star of the episode. Uh, she had the confessional with uh, her and James going down the building, and she's like, "Well, we're doing the, the the equation, but also like we look the fuck good. Like we're going like to keep staring at ourselves while we go down. Like later on, she's like, people just underestimate us because we're so cute. I'm like this girl. <laughs> I don't know how long she's gonna last in this season, but they're gonna get every drop of like her confessional, you know, in there as possible, and I won't be mad about it. So yeah. I think it was Mel Brown who tweeted, like, uh, Shannon doing math, and it's just, like, this girl looking in the mirror. <laughs> it's, like, very solid. Wait, I don't get it. Just, like, Shannon doing math, and it's just, like, her checking herself out. She's not actually oh, doing any math. Right, right, right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, as far as, like, just, I guess, staying on the topic of Shannon and James, um, we did see, you know, when we cut to the end, I guess, to talk about this now, um, James obviously makes a pretty strong effort. Uh, talk, we see him talking to at least three different people, including Tyson. Uh, Shannon also had a conversation with Angela. So all of her, you know, not sure if she wants to be here aside, uh, she does seem to have gotten it together. Uh, talks about how she, you know, is, is she does want to be here. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, Shannon had a turnaround towards the end of the episode. I love her being shocked that they were being targeted, uh, not understanding it, and then coming around to uh, people are just (laughs) intimidated or don't understand us because we sit cute and walk around. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, that's why Um, people are intimidated. (laughs) So, but sure. Um, uh, So I definitely think Shannon had like a big turnaround by the end of the episode. I'm not convinced that we couldn't get back to that same point just as quickly. in her wanting to go home and not really caring yeah. about being there, but I'm hoping this sticks. And then James also, you know, uh, well, not also, but James definitely very impressive. Um, uh, just, you know, uh, and I'm not just saying this because there's a chance he could listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's listening. Um, but he, I, I, I didn't know what to expect from James. Um, I, you know, watched that season of The Amazing Race in the same way I watch all seasons of The Amazing Race these days, uh, with maybe one eye looking up at the screen every, you know, 10 minutes um, while I'm looking at my phone the rest of it. So I remember that he played the race. Uh, I remembered when you reminded me that he won The Amazing Race. Um, but coming in here, I feel like I'm looking at a, a fresh new reality TV contestant. Um, and he gets to tell us a little bit about his backstory of just, you know, um, just, you know, growing up gay, a lot of... Uh, relatable content in in his story there of just, you know, feeling like the underdog and not having people, you know, take you very seriously. And now uh, he has paid attention to the challenge and all of these people that he is playing with in this season. He's like, I know Tyson. I know what Tyson used to be like, and I know how I can appeal to Tyson as a player, offer him something and, you know, see if that works for him, which was obviously more than Sally and Giovanni did. And it ends up, you know, paying off for, for him. He, you know, Tyson's like, James is going to owe me big time, but you know what? He's still in the house. So that that's probably fine by James. Yeah. I was so excited by James this episode when we first previewed the cast and talked about James, like I knew James was a fan of these shows. Um, I had not obviously seen him in a strategic setting, but we're going off of like the amazing race, which does super well, but I don't know that the challenges translate exactly here versus something like Survivor Um, and him being like relatively smaller to the rest of the cast and then also as we've flagged up I feel like, I don't know why the challenge has actually seemed to have gotten worse for gay men, but uh, seems to be the trend and so I was a little scared for James and very excited to see him just completely turn it around and uh, you know, scheme his way out of elimination Yeah 
Um, it was it was definitely uh, enjoyable to watch. I would have fully expected in uh, a challenge season that James would just have gone home first because, uh, like you said, it's just getting harder and harder for uh, gay men that are competing on the show to uh, get their footing at all. It's it's like data is there from the past couple of seasons. All you got some all stars uh, data to back it up. You got some regular challenge main seasons. It's just um, it's not been great uh, in any way. But James is uh, you know making uh, some efforts here to uh, reverse. The the curse and uh you know uh coming off the heels of pride month uh shout out to james so there we go let's buck um, the trend so yeah uh, the only other like uh, amazing i mean should we talk about the uh rest of the amazing racers here kayla was just kind of a consistent presence in the episode uh, didn't really get um anything like you know solid for her um and then leo likes his cats so you know there's the amazing race does leo have a cat named leo he does he said that <laughs> okay like sure mm-hmm. um yeah would you ever name a cat after yourself uh, no, uh, no. Matt would not be a good... I mean, Leo is a good cat name, so... Yeah, I mean, that is fair. I think, you know, I think you're underselling Matthew as a cat name, but um, I don't I, know. I was surprised. I mean, if you want but... to name your cat future cat Matthew, then um, I'm sure it'll be adorable. I'll add it to the list. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought that actually all three Amazing Racers were pretty fun on this episode. Um, I would know Leo from a number of seasons at this point. Obviously, we've already talked about James, and so I thought Leo was going to be like a fun presence, but maybe not um, like super strategic, uh, like decently, but not the most, and uh, maybe not like the biggest challenger, but has seemed to hold his own in uh, all those aspects so far. And then Kayla, like I didn't really have a great idea since I tuned out of that last amazing race season a little earlier than uh, usual. Um, So I didn't have the strongest read on Kayla as an individual. And I feel like she delivered like as a confessionalist, which I, you know, don't feel like you get the strongest uh, feel for on the amazing race, given that they're doing most of them together. So I was excited to see that of the three amazing racers that they picked, they all kind of held their own. Yeah. Um, Kayla had another confessional or another, whatever comment in the episode that I appreciated, she was partnered up with David in the challenge, and she's like, yeah, I don't really know much about David, uh, to which I obviously thought none of us do, um, but we've still seen him a lot of times on our reality TV shows. <laughs> There's not much to know about him. <laughs> no. Uh, clearly evidenced by his zero confessionals in this premiere episode. So, um, to be uh, determined where we're going to go with David Alexander. Luckily for Kayla, this is only a one-time partnership, and now she will not be partnered with him again uh, until it would not be possible to, and uh, if both of them are still in the game at that point, then uh, bravo, but I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, where do we go next? Should we should we get into the well, cookout of it all? Should we talk about the format of the challenge, or do you want to go there later? <laughs> the format of, like, the pairs and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we haven't really talked about how, uh, I mean, the format of the pairs, the format of the uh, money situation. Do you want to wait till that comes in later? Um, I don't know. I feel like... You should tell me what to do because I don't like making decisions. Um, okay, I like <laughs> let's get that out of the way, and then we can talk about how that like relates and probably right, start discussing cookout. some of the uh, other players because I feel like some of their storylines that comes in more. Um, so first of all, I feel like we find out about the money situation first when TJ comes out and actually talks to this whole group of people. I really liked the reception that he got, even though like they have no relationship with him. They probably never met him. I would assume at this point. I don't think he's like a, involved in the casting right. of this by any means so uh i like that there was this like big you know swell of uh, like applause for tj they all seem to like really enjoy him uh and like even especially like the ones who knew him like kylan seems to like have studied uh and be really excited to be here but uh, as well as others so enjoyed that but tj reveals that they are going to have their own personal bank accounts and they'll all start out with one thousand dollars each and will need a total of five thousand to qualify for the final uh, and you can gain money by either winning a daily challenge which it seems like uh, the prize for that will be 5000 each and or winning an elimination in which case you gain the bank account of your opponent yes um, so we're pretty much doing red skulls or whatever color skulls again yeah essentially kind of like that kind of like the stars of the most recent all-star season um, do you like this dislike this how do you feel i think it's 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 fine i mean i I, 
never <laughs> this is I, I feel like I always say this um, I don't care about format <laughs> and I, I feel like it makes me a bad challenge podcaster to just be like um, whatever it is it is I mean there's definitely times where I get like annoyed with certain things that come up and uh, as we were talking about in like the final of All Stars 3 it's just like you just don't know what to expect sometimes they're going to make this happen that happen um, you you can truly just never predict it sometimes it's fair sometimes it's not fair it's just it's the challenge and they're going to make up the rules as they go they're going to change the format halfway through right now they're saying that you know you need to have $5,000 to win an elimination uh, to to get to the end and make the final uh, maybe they'll bump it to, bump it up to 10,000 along the way like I, I just never know what to expect with it um, and to start off I feel fine about it I mean it's basically just saying that like you know it's basically giving you that incentive for for doing well and winning the challenges because it's like okay once you win the challenge you've qualified for the final so Tyson and Angela have now qualified for the final um, as if you know you know it would be hard for those two to get there you know on their own um, so I don't know it's fine yeah I think the obvious comparison was the Red Skulls one um, and I'm sure you and I and many of others I'm sure have made I think I like this better for a couple reasons one of which these are people who have not played with a twist similar to this uh, before haven't had to worry about making finals uh, and going into eliminations and stuff like that so I think that it will probably work better on this cast than would have if they like reintroduced this with the challengers that are uh, now experienced with a skulls twist and also the fact that like you can get money outside of just eliminations so there's no reason to just throw yourself in at the beginning and like basically take any suspense out of all of the eliminations for, for the sure. season like right. as long as you can get money in other ways then may as well stay out of elimination and then if i need to i'll go in at the very end but not throughout every single elimination is predetermined i mean you'd have to win four eliminations to get the five thousand right or I... I mean if you just beat Ty like tyson or angela at this point you can uh, go ahead and qualify right away you're right i'm just thinking in, in terms of uh who won this first <laughs> elimination is you know it's uh a team with, uh, you know, $2,000 each beat a team with $2,000 each. And now, you know, both of those players have $2,000 each, $4,000 for their team, but they're not even a team anymore. So, you know, if you're just going against people who have not won any money, then, you know, you're not going to get very far very quickly. But if you go against, I guess, Tyson and Angela, then sure, you'll have the money in no time. Yeah, so I think like all of those reasons make me uh, slightly more optimistic in this. I definitely was worried right away uh, in it appearing like a skulls twist, but I don't think that we are going to get like constant predetermined uh, you know, eliminations for at least some time. The later I get in life, the more I realize if I was ever on one of these shows, I'd be the person in the alliance that just goes, "Just tell me where to vote." <laughs> So uh, <laughs> you do the math. You, you tell me what we need to do. Tell me who I need to vote for, and I'll I'll, I'll smile all the way through. Um, um, yeah, and then and, we also have the pairs aspect. So uh, it seems like we at least they get to pick on the first time. Uh, did you? like that that they got to pick um, yeah that's that's been good i feel like in the past couple of seasons of the main show that they've been um or they did that once or twice um mm -hmm. and I, I i enjoy you know it brought us the ct and cam drama which like you know long term in the season uh arc was was kind of like something that kept uh coming back up that like ct or, or uh, was it cam no am i getting the right people um yeah ct and cam yeah, CT, you should have picked Cam, um, but also it didn't matter because he like wins a lot of challenges these days anyway. Um, but I like I like when they get to pick their own partners. Um, it's it's so quick, it, you know, half the time. So you end up with like a team of um, who was it, Cash and Kira. So it's like, all right, just go with the easy option here. Uh, Kylan and Azza. It's like, you know, sometimes we're just going to stick with somebody that's right by our side that we know. Azza uh, in her interview with uh, Tori and Anissa was saying that she actually was like going for Derek X at first um but he was like i don't want to do I, I don't want to be with any big brother people so he had you know uh grabbed cachet and then Azza and kylan ended up together so um you know you don't really get a whole lot of backstory as to uh, as to why the people are picking their teams here um you get you get the funny confessionals when danny ends up with shan and he's like what the fuck i did not want to do this um but otherwise you know it's it's okay yeah, I, I feel like the first-time partner pick, definitely good, especially when they don't know that they're going to be changing throughout. It's interesting. Um, I'm wondering, 
if these people thought that they were going to be in these partners for the rest of the season or just for today, like for this challenge anyway, uh, because some of these partnerships uh, we can discuss later are very curious decisions to me. Um, but whereas like a bunch of others, I think that you've like named a couple, like make a lot more sense. So mm-hmm. um, I think the partnership selections were interesting. But well, now that we, we know they here. also we can talk about them now. You want to talk about them? All right. So. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Are there any? Do you have them listed out? Do you need I them? do. Okay. Any that like make a ton of sense or, and or uh, that you think would have done well had they stuck together throughout the rest of the season or any big uh, question marks in this lot for you? Um, big fan of Tiffany and Leo because Tiffany is a Leo and Leo has a Leo. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't really know what to do with that one. Um Xavier and Tasha, I thought was uh, just a fun pairing if they had stayed together. Uh, Derek X and Cachet. We had Dominic and, and Justine. Uh, Justine, I, I don't How? know. How? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, good to, uh, you know, as we found out, good to be with a Survivor player. So, like, take anyone you can get. But, like, Justine and Alyssa, how did we end up with Dom and Ben? <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> Well, then we just go back to the conversation of how did Ben get on the show in the first place. But, um, you know, that aside, so, uh, yeah, Alyssa is, uh, you know, spreading her wings outside of the Big Brother group and ends up with Ben Dreberg. And I'm so sorry, Alyssa. Um, who else is together? I feel like I'm missing. Who was Desi? Oh, Desi was with, was with Cinco, which is mm-hmm. just two very hot people on the same team. So there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> James and Shannon, I would have stand uh, all season if they had been, you know, staying together. Um, so that would have been good. And then Danny and Shan is just funny. Like I, you know, mentioned of, uh, Danny did not want to necessarily be with Shan him probably thinking the entire time. My wife is going to kill me for being her partner already. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think that, uh, you know, I think the obvious is like Tyson and Angela, like, thank God they're getting broken up. Cause I really feel like we could have ended up with a little bit of a steamroll, um, with them compared to some of the other teams. But I think that like Cinco and Desi, Xavier and Tasha, Danny and Shan, uh, maybe even like Kylan and Aza could have been pretty solid. There were some teams here that I think were pretty good, but then I look at ones like Sarah. Why did you pick Enzo? Like I'm not like I'm not complaining that Sarah had like a uh, maybe not ideal partner, but I think she would have a higher draft pick than Enzo. Yeah, um, I guess you know if we're going back to the whole Big Brother and Survivor are probably gonna do something together here to start off the season. Uh, it's just you know. That, that's pretty much where it came from other than that i, I don't know what you know what to do with that too to some yeah because i feel like them uh, we already mentioned like dom and justine like those feel so random to me i don't understand how they came together uh but it would have been interesting but we will not see these uh, partnerships stay together much longer because it's revealed that every week they'll be randomizing do you like yes. that do you wish they were picking do you wish they were staying together well, how much do you believe that it's real? <laughs> this randomizer? I mean, well, the thing is that there's only so many uh, combinations after a certain point. So, mm-hmm. like, it's basically going to be predetermined after a couple different shifts anyway. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I believe it to a degree. <laughs> like, uh, it would be nice if they made sure that, like, no Love Island teams and like amazing race team like full um, like love island slash amazing race were together and so like big brother and survivor like had to turn inward um but i just don't think they care that much i think that it is probably going to be relatively randomized that's and and you know what even if it's not like what are what what's the worst that we're gonna get of like yeah them just saying oh it would be really funny if okay let me look really quickly shannon was with uh, Tyson, Tyson because they yeah because <laughs> Tyson will have no time for her um and they will have to work together okay sure then I guess I'm getting some comedy in the episode from Tyson even more than we normally would get so um that. <laughs> like that would be funny I'm I'm fine with it right so um yeah it's uh it, it'll keep things interesting we'll see how long they continue the pairs for you know obviously we have to do pairs uh when you have this many people on the cast you got to get people out a little bit you know quickly uh especially at the start and then i'm sure at some point they'll split up or maybe they won't split up but i would imagine that they're going to split up at some point make it an individual game um this isn't the type of cast it's such a random assortment of people uh where it makes sense to like go all the way to the end and have you know still like cashel and angela running in the final together so mm-hmm. you know i don't know yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I probably was going to say it later. I'm excited for the uh, randomizing of the pairs in like for a week to week like challenge purpose and for like the voting and like ultimate like the deliberation, putting them into the elimination yeah. uh, reasoning. 
I do wish that they were competing individually in the eliminations. Um, I don't love that, like, let's say Tyson gets paired with Shannon and then Shannon, like, sucks at an elimination and Tyson just gets totally screwed by a random partnership. Not ideal to me. Um, I wish that they were competing separately in the elimination but a you know small complaint where i otherwise mostly like this yeah uh, not ideal but that's the challenge yeah it, it is too fair. many a contestant people, people are gonna get screwed yeah um i guess while we're here talking about the pairs we can kind of just talk about the challenge um which is always you know the quickest segment at least as far as i go because um i don't really usually have a lot to say uh what did you think of this first challenge here rappelling down a building the math equation along the way and uh, a lot of steps if you got it wrong I mean, sure, I would love to have not watched seven heats of this, but in general, I liked it. I thought that it was a pretty solid opening challenge. It looked cool. Uh, it was not, like, the most exciting television, but it also wasn't the worst. So I feel like a good introduction for these people uh, to get going as well as get to see, like, how they work together as partners. But, um, you know, the replacement level challenge for me. Yeah. Um, what uh, you know, of course, the uh, not a highlight by any means, but Aza, um, you know, stood out in this challenge in uh, one way or another. After her and Kylan get it wrong, they have to go all the way back to the top um, after their three tries. And and Aza, by the time that they're done, uh, I, they said she passed out. I mean, I. I I don't know what was going on there. Obviously she was not doing great medically uh, needed a second to kind of regain her, her facilities and, and come back to us, but she's, she's okay. Oh my God. Could you imagine repelling down a building twice and like sprinting up 22 flights of stairs? Like I give me medical. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. Nope. So I don't blame her at all. I feel like, uh, as TJ said, like expectations were on the ground, but like every single person killed it, including if you had to like run up. I wish we had seen more teams have to run up. I would be curious to see. Like I wish they got one try to get it right, and then like oh, let's go back up. Uh, right. Maybe they thought that that would be uh, like uh, you know it could take all day in, for some of these teams to end up finishing. Um, but I wouldn't have hate having to watch more than one team run up there. Um, we have Leo and Tiffany. I thought were a fun pair. Tiffany just mm-hmm. being Tiffany. Um, and, and Leo talking about how proud his cats are of him, which uh, did result in a confessional from Enzo that you and I didn't even realize it. Like, you know, uh, there was like four other tweets. The Sorry to call you out on, you know, not having uh, the same or not, not being the only one with that tweet. Um, but a lot of people calling out Enzo for uh, the fact that he is, uh, you know, the self-named uh, Meow Meow and thinks it's weird how much Leo brings up his cat. <laughs> yeah, um, I just feel like Enzo shouldn't be talking about how like weird almost anything anyone is doing is, but let alone like any obsession with cats, given his nickname. Right, like Enzo's the feet guy, the bidet guy. Like Enzo's got a lot of things <laughs> going on for him. Um, salesman, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I guess we'll see, we'll see what Enzo's got going on in the game soon. Uh, Leo's got his cats, and Tiffany's got her uh, not looking around at the sights uh, that she is, you know very much uh too high for but it's fine um everybody did it so that's good nobody uh you know bailed out on the first challenge of uh fear of heights so that's good for all of them um tyson and angela obviously winning here shan called them thor and freaking wonder woman uh scaling down the building there and tyson gave us a moment at the end that was very survivor blood versus water where uh you you know famously in blood versus water after they vote out or after katie goes out um he you know stands up and uh declares to her that's your seat the one right over there over on the jury which was very weird um and then here he has this moment of just screaming tell your friends tell your friends tell your friends that i just you know kill i'm like tyson you need to calm down but that's just in his <laughs> his nature it's him that's tyson so i feel like a couple different times like i really enjoyed tyson being like you know what would make this show better me being on it like yeah, that is tyson he is always going to be like a little cocky but that's what makes tyson tyson and so i'm going to appreciate it yeah, I'm excited for uh, Tyson being here like way more than I thought I uh, was going to be. Um, at first, mm-hmm. I remember being like, I don't know how he fits into a challenge, but um, he's obviously, you know, like like fully, fully like the biggest mistake I could have made is letting Tyson go in that draft. Um, I just all, like regretted it pretty soon after I think uh, Haley might have picked him just talking the man is an athlete like he, mm-hmm. he's an athlete through and through he may be a little older now than he was when we first met him but uh, this guy is one to watch 
Yeah, he's talked about how, like, at some point he's not going to be able to keep up with, uh, you know, with the current crop of casting on uh, these shows, and he doesn't want to be on TV for when that happens, but can confidently say that's not now. He has a couple more seasons in him, so if they do a season two and Tyson, like, feels up for it, I think he would be just fine competing there. 100%. Um, anybody else, uh, any other highlights in the uh, actual competition? Um, I did like Giovanni saying that they're so smart that they're dumb. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like a relatable content as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Giovanni, uh, one of his very few moments on this episode. Yeah, his whole like his whole thing throughout the uh, one episode he is now featured on was, uh, I'm just going to make the jokes the whole way through. And even if <laughs> uh, I'm eliminated, I'm just going to keep cracking jokes. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't laugh once, but you seem like a nice guy. Yeah, that's the thing is, even on Love Island, uh, Giovanni was, like, funny, but most of that was reserved for the Paramount Plus exclusive episodes because um, his stories uh, were maybe not always the most appropriate for television. Um, so I wasn't really having the most, like, high expectations. Like, he has a wild personality, but it just is tough to show off on a show like this. So uh, I really, like generally enjoy Giovanni as a character but wish they could figure out how to use him better sure um do you think we we get a Giovanni appearance no. if there's another one of these uh the thing is uh, I automatically said no because I me personally don't think that they know how to use him but I know that at least according to Giovanni they were immediately in his DMs following uh, Love Island trying to figure out where they could use him uh, elsewhere it seemed like it was going to be on like X on the Beach or the main challenge but uh, ultimately found his landing spot here I would be surprised okay I would not 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 a hard no all right um, that's the challenge, unless you had anything else. Is it time to get into the cookout of it all? Yeah, let's get into the cookout. Um, so, you know, the, the the episode opens up with a lot of different, you know, confessionals of everybody just kind of telling us who they are, what they are, where they're from, and all this kind of stuff. And Xavier's the one that kind of introduces us to, to reminding us uh, who the cookout is and who, you know, where they came from and the fact that this, it, it is it's very recent. Like, it, it's it's watching Zeke and Michaela play on survivor 34 after being on survivor 33. Um, mm-hmm. it's just so quick. And you're like this per- these people were just here and they're already, they already just filmed another show. It's crazy. Um, so Xavier reminds us who the cookout is. And the fact that again, four of them are here. Um, and eventually Shannon is going to sit down with Alyssa and talk to her about, so is there like some drama? Do you trust the people that you're here with? And Alyssa is going to fill her in of just like, um, I can't say I haven't, you know, full intentions of working with these people. She says in confessional, you know, I do have some revenge on the mind. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, look, it's a year later since they've been on TV. It was like, what, eight months since they had filmed, like between filming, um, or it's, you know, six, eight months, but they hung out so frequently and for so long (laughs) that it felt like they had been, uh, you know, just on our screens and now are immediately right back. So it's not surprising that they're on the top of basically everyone's mind uh, coming in here. So um, to see all four of them, I like to say if you're joking, like I wasn't in that, Um, but (laughs) no, he was the winner of that show and is obviously going to be a big name coming in here. Uh, I enjoyed seeing, I feel like four was actually maybe like the exact right number to bring in. Um, so I feel uh, like it was good. It's a group, uh, especially the four that they picked. It's a group which don't actually get along perfectly, yeah. uh, but do have like some relationship. I like how complicated it is. Like there are very intricate levels of how everyone feels about each other. Uh, there is probably some bad blood inclu- when you especially, uh, you know, zoom out to include DX and Alyssa or Derek X if people didn't watch Big Brother. Um, so I feel like it's actually a pretty good group they brought in here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I appreciate the fact that it's not all six of them because not only would that be like insane for them as players in the game, like they would, if the target wasn't already big, like it would be humongous mm-hmm. to say, you know, the most successful reality TV alliance in uh, a long time is all here together. Um, there's a lot of them. And like you said, there's history there. So um, it's, you know, very easy for them, for Aza to go talking to anybody. And, uh, you know, when she was talking to Shan and, and, and who are Desi and, and say, you know, um, you know, there's... Uh, Maybe we'll, you know, kind of look out for each other and and it's hard to say that we won't. But like at the end of the day, my loyalty can't be to the people who I, you know, to to somebody like Highland who him and I just don't 
you know, play the game together very well. Like they did what they, you know, set out to do in Big Brother 23. They accomplished their goal. Um, and, you know, they are always going to have that for themselves. They are always going to be proud of that for themselves, as they should. Um, and then it's, you know, as I was talking in her interview with uh, the official challenge podcast saying uh, her and Kylan just did not get along in the house. And we saw that, you know, mm-hmm. there was plenty of times where there was conflict and uh, they talked it all out after the game and they figured it all out. And she was like, you know, we're going to be fine going into the season together. But when the game gets involved and it's like, you know, gameplay is different from just us being friends. There's so many different aspects of, you know, being in the house together that, you know, can make people, uh, you know, get under your skin in different ways. So I definitely don't think it's a lock that the four of them are just going to be loyal to the end. I think they'll certainly have each other in mind of keeping each other safe as long as they can be. But if it comes down to it and, you know, we're closer to the end of the game and there's still, I don't know if there's still all four, if there's three of them at this point, um, I don't think it's like, you know, like every single one of them will have each other's back till the very end in the same way that like I, I had no good example off the top of my mind but you know maybe <laughs> some of the Love Island people will like Justine and Sally would have if they were all the sure. way there to the end well the thing is uh, there are multiple spots at the end it's not like well, you have to get down to the final two and like really need to make sure they're there against someone you can beat like I don't feel like let's say Xavier versus Kyland, that it stands out like, wow, this person is so much bigger of a threat in a final. Not that we know how they would run a final ultimately, but like they feel about even, um, maybe like one slightly over the other, but it's so much more valuable to have that person that you have a relationship with in the house than to like be targeting them, especially anytime soon. So uh, for the four of them, there's literally no reason that I could come up with for them to target each other anytime before the final like 10. Right. Um, and, and as far as, you know, the Derek X and uh, Alyssa factor of it all here, you know, they have every right to not want to work with them. I think it makes way more sense for them to work with them for the time being, mm-hmm. because these are your people. These are the people that, you know, and, um, you know, you should be trusting for the first half of the game at the very least. Um, but. Yeah, uh, you you know, I can't sure. I can't fault Alyssa for being like at some point probably going to want to get a couple of them out and Derek X for being, you know, the exact same way. Like at some point, some revenge may happen. Um, they, what's it called? Uh, I would say that like for Alyssa and Derek, it makes a ton of sense to say, I'm not going to work with them and I want revenge and then not actually do it. Uh, like for Alyssa, if she's in a final against, uh, like Aza and Tiffany, like those are two of her better odds of beating. I feel like, uh, if you were to like estimate how people would be doing in a final scenario, I feel like they're around similar levels. So, uh, as opposed to like, I don't want to run it against Sarah or like some of these other people. Um, so uh, just like with that loyalty that they seemingly would feel towards you and the level of competition i see no reason for them to be turning on each other but i guess in case anyone didn't watch big brother like xavier and Alyssa were super close and then he betrayed her xavier and kylan were super close and then uh some ugly stuff happened at the end like aza and kylan never really got along mostly on aza's side she didn't like kylan and he had no idea tiffany and kylan um like were kind of flirty but then he backstabbed her <laughs> and like a lot of history here <laughs> yeah there's so much here so like it's very very entertaining to now like be reminded all about all of that because i kind of came in like wow six people from big brother 23 they just all hung out at a he who shall not be named house for however long so like why would they have any reason to go against each other and i'm excited to see that these relationships are more complicated than we may have otherwise thought Right. And to cut ahead, you know, after the challenge, we're going to see Xavier, Enzo and Alyssa talking and uh, Alyssa has a confession here saying, you know, it is too early. Like, we're not doing this yet. So, you know, at some point mm-hmm. she may want them gone. So but but now is not the time. And she's very much smart enough to, to understand that and, and not be, you know, looking inward just yet. So um, and and to continue on with, you know, two members of the cookout who are in trouble in this episode, Kylan and Aza, um, they do end up getting a chance to meet with Tyson and Angela. Um, it was so hard to not just say Tyler and Angela, but that's just the world that we're living in. It's Tyson and Angela <laughs> right now. Um, so they seem to be, you know, between Sally and Giovanni or Shannon and James. They do seem to lean towards uh, Shannon and James being the people they'd rather go against because Shannon doesn't seem like she wants to be here. James is probably, you know, uh, well, not probably James is a, a small smaller guy and um there you know lies kylan's easier pick uh he's probably thinking it's of course not going to end up being them um but i don't know what do you th- do you have any thoughts at all about this little room that it seems like we're going to have the winners and losers gather up in 
Um, I think it's fine. I was trying to decide if I had strong feelings on the winners being able to throw someone in versus like a house vote. I think ultimately because of how these alliances are breaking down, this is probably better. Uh, so if someone in Love Island gets into power, there will actually be a uh, like a pushback rather than this house just consistently voting out Love Island in Amazing Race. So I think this probably ends up being the better format. As far as uh, like the room and like how this negotiation goes, like looks cute, fine little segment. I'm sure that it will be like a throwaway and or more interesting in other weeks. But um, and I think that they also probably requested the right two pairs here. Right. Um, do we, I have, no, I have nothing else in my notes until the elimination. Uh, I feel like there's like tons of people on like, uh, hmm. um, like there's tons of people that we haven't really discussed. I don't know that they're the most relevant to the episode. Fire away. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, cause there's, you know, we got like intros and confessionals about different people, but it's like, I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, Ben wants sure, to play sure, a different sure. game until, you know, Ben becomes important and hopefully Ben becomes important next week because he's going home, but we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, that makes sense. I, I thought that it was a, like at the bar, Cinco talks about how if he was in power, he'd be throwing in the best competitors in hopes of taking them out to Giovanni and James. And like, maybe you feel good with Giovanni, but I don't know that you are particularly close. I don't know why you would feel like telling this to James is a good idea because he can run that right back uh, and screw you over in the future. So uh, Cinco maybe not playing as strong of a game. He doesn't seem to be as on board uh, with the Love Island uh, Alliance given his relationship with Cash uh, is a very recent breakup. So I am interested to see how he actually plays this game because I don't think a lone wolf strategy is really going to work. I don't think he's planning on that. I think he's definitely, we saw him and Tiffany talking and we know from uh, rumors outside of the show that there potentially was some friendship or whoever knows what there uh, between Cinco and Tiffany. So I feel like he's probably leaning on uh, her as a strategic kind of person or, or ally, whatever, in the game. So that's where I see him. Yeah, that's fair. I think we can do the elimination. Okay. Um, when we get to the elimination, I like the uh, confessional from Desi that sets things up. We got a, a good amount of Desi uh, in this episode, so you know she wasn't involved in much going on, but um, Desi's back on my TV, and I'm happy about it, so there was that. Um, she gives us the confessional about how, you know, it's cool how on the challenge you can go and improve yourself and you can't do that on all these other shows that people, you know, uh, that all of them are coming from uh, survivor. You get voted out big brother. You get voted out, you know, amazing race. You, uh, you know, lose a, uh, I was going to say you turn and you go home. <laughs> I know how the amazing race works. Okay. Well, I feel like she even was like in the challenge. It's unlike any other game. Like you go in there and you can win your way back in, like unlike any other. And I was like, Oh, except for like battle backs and like, not the uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like how many different iterations of Redemption Island on Survivor or uh, a non-elimination legs on Amazing Race. Yeah, it is different, I guess. <laughs> it's just it's it's a fun moment where, you know, somebody gives a confession on the challenge gets to like pat itself on the back. It is different than how the other games should be formatted. Yes. As the great Brian Cohen has said, uh, it's it's our challenge and we're I'm, I'm sitting here appreciating <laughs> the format of our challenge and how great you know uh how great the show is and how they're appreciating that it's true it's true and i'm glad to see desi getting some screen time Uh, i feel like she'll probably come away with more on this season than she did on her original survivor season and that will be fun um this elimination is going to end up being uh aza and um kylan versus selly and giovanni who tyler uh, see i did it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) tyson and angela uh oh so disrespectful to tyson um have selected uh as their picks to go in um and this is a elimination we have seen many a times uh you got the pyramids you got the rope you got to tangle the rope in and out of your pyramid uh and then once the buzzer you know sounds you switch sides and uh, untangle and the first person to do that or the first team to do that will be the winner and that's our elimination yeah not so fast i feel like the first time i remember seeing this on the main challenge was like the new battle of the seasons maybe um i remember a couple teams definitely going in there maybe it was earlier and i'm uh outing myself as a casual on that front but um Mm -hmm. (laughs) the no i do really like this elimination i feel like we've gone a little extreme with the weight of the rope um it, it just seems to be like so heavy that you would have a hard time like actually climbing through this structure that much uh so i feel like 
part of what would make this look more impressive is them actually like climbing around the structure rather than just making knots within the rope, even though that is the better strategy. Um, but it, one of my favorite eliminations, I would say. Yeah, it it gives you something to like kind of follow along with of uh, just like you know you know. Uh, well, actually, not really follow along. You can't see where the knot is going to go, but you can see, you know, how much rope is kind of left intertwined, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's usually pretty easy to tell how defeated they are or not of how much is like left to go there. So I was uh, I was fine with this one to get us started here. Um, we have a lot of energy coming from Giovanni and Sally before the elimination gets started. Kylan and Naza were a little bit more focused, or at least uh, Kylan specifically was, who, um, you know, his story this episode has been about how much he trained all uh, the past couple of months because he uh, just, you know, just in case the challenge called, uh, you know, him getting ready for the challenge. He was really preparing. Um, he had people rooting him on back, you know, on the, in the crowd. Uh, Tiffany especially just wanted Kylan to, to stick around and, um, you know, they they pull it out. They get the win. Yeah, Kylan taking something extremely seriously. That is surprising. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> I was. Uh, I thought it was a really fun elimination. I really did enjoy when Giovanni and Sally are like trying to psych them out, just screaming, and Kylan and Oz are like trying not to laugh. <laughs> right. like, very funny moment uh, for character moments on both sides. But I thought it was like a pretty solid matchup. I don't think anyone like performed like that bad like badly overall i think everyone was like pretty solid um but yeah shannon and james uh, shannon yeah shannon and james would have gone home uh so appreciating i think so (laughs) i'm appreciating the fact that again that they uh, were able to save themselves here um no offense to sally and giovanni sally seems great I, i don't remember a lot of the Love Islanders, as well as, of course, I do the Survivors and the Big Brothers. Uh, Giovanni, I really didn't remember at all. And Sally, I mean, I'm sad Sally's out mostly because I'm sad when Justine is sad. Yeah, I was going to say, would you have preferred the elimination go the other way? Which way were you rooting? I was certainly rooting for Sally and Giovanni to go. Oh, just cause, oh to go home. Okay. Yeah, to go home. <laughs> no, I, mean, I was like, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I have no, like, I'm not, you know... I'm not like I'm. I'm not a Kylan fan. Let, let me go with that. Um, I think Oz is perfectly fine. I'm not like the biggest Oz fan, but she's you know she doesn't bother me in any way. Um, she seems lovely, um, but Kylan is not my favorite person. Uh, but even still, I was not. I'd rather have people with like a story, um, something that I'm. I'm following the story of like what's going to happen with the cookout and are Alyssa, Derek, going to get their revenge kind of thing rather than just like, all right, Sally's having a fun time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing is like I just knew Sally was not going to last that long here. She's just so tiny, and like I said, Giovanni is like a fun personality that just can't really get utilized on these shows, unfortunately. So I was content with losing them uh as you know i also am a recovering kylan stan and i feel like i'm relapsing so um (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was rooting for them i'm not gonna lie i also think oz is a lot of fun i think she's a fun personality uh hopefully everyone can uh just get comfortable pronouncing her name and not like over pronounce it every single time on the show oh my god like Aza. <laughs> like okay we get it <laughs> like let's calm it down <laughs> not yeah. that big of a deal um but yeah i was very excited to see them stay i think that there's a lot more interesting storyline with them in the house and i also was rooting for them personally more yeah and Aza was the star of the episode uh between the eyelashes between the passing out and recovering from that um had a lot of great confessionals during the challenge of being like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for everybody to do well, but if somebody wants to just not do very well so that we don't have to go in, that would be really appreciated. Um, so she had a very good uh, overall first episode, besides the passing out. Um, so excited to see what comes next for her. Um, you know, interested to see what comes next for Kylan. And uh, that's where we are after one episode of the Challenge USA. Look at that. We're through the premiere. I can't believe it actually came. We've been talking about this as a hypothetical for so long, but to see it actually on our screens was uh, quite the night. Yeah, uh, as I have described it and will continue to, it was a fever dream. It is a fever dream. I just don't know what, you know, maybe as we get a couple episodes in, I'll I'll start to be like, okay, no, now I get it. Like, this is the cast and and this is real and this is actually happening and I'm not dreaming. But uh, for now, still don't really know what to do with it. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I 
would not have minded a little bit of a break between all stars and this, but uh, it's just the, the life of a reality TV fan, especially and big brother starting. So it's just, there's so much going on and you have even like three times the amount of shows coming up, but it's fine. It's, it's, it's I great. am going to die. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm actually like very excited about this in a way that I wasn't sure that I would be. So I am like really hyped for episode two. Let's like, I'm not ready to fast forward through my weekend, but otherwise like, let's get there. Uh, um, so I, uh, you know, it, exciting to have a completely new version of the challenge and have it be this good. Yes. Yep. Um, I got nothing else for this week. Well, uh, we have plenty of time to talk through this season over the next however many weeks uh, as it plays out here on our uh, on, on our TVs, not on our Paramount Pluses on CBS. Um, anything else for today? Um, I was going to say like who I like, obviously like as individuals, it's going to differ. Which of these shows do you find yourself rooting for the most? Big brother, big brother. I think me too. Yeah. We spend the most time with the big brother people and like survivors, like, you know, my OG love, I, I did not watch big brother until season 16. So, you know, crazy there, but, um, Big Brother is just, uh, you know, you, you spend your summer with these people, like, day in, day out, Survivor, and plus the Survivors, are, you know, there's a couple of people that I like on there, but it's... I think for me, Love Island is the, um, like, the highest average. Like, I really like almost every person. Um, I think that almost every person is, like, very entertaining. They picked, like, the cream of the crop of Love Island, where I don't feel like that was the case with every other show. Um... But, yeah, I do think I just have stronger feelings for uh, the Big Brother contestants, even if there are some low lows there. Yeah. I wish Lolo was there. (laughs) I do not, frankly. (laughs) I feel like we have tried Lolo on the challenge twice uh, to mixed results, uh, especially the last time. And I don't think that we're ever going to get that again. We should have had some celebrity Big Brother people here, like Natalie Who Marie. Have up? Could have, uh, <laughs> definitely not anybody from season three, because then you would have had me. Okay, I'm taking that statement all the way back. Um, <laughs> let's get out of here before I say anything else uh, stupid. So um, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you guys for checking this one out. Of course, Scally had uh, some plugs to uh, plug in the All Stars Three podcast, but if you didn't listen to that, you can find Scally on other podcasts such as. Ooh, let's see. So most recently, I was able to guest on Post Show Recaps coverage of the Umbrella Academy with Mary and Marissa. That was a ton of fun. Got to talk about season three, episode five. So definitely check that out. And then we'll, uh, you know, starting soon, be talking about Big Brother and Love Island, both over on RHAP. Should be a lot of fun. Excited to dive into, uh, I guess, what is basically a new version of Love Island over on Peacock this time, too. Um, So get a little reboot, just like this uh, challenge reboot we basically are getting. And uh, the new season of Big Brother, which has also proved to be uh, pretty fun so far. Yeah. Um, so there's not much going on in my world as I have, uh, been mentioning in my plug segment in the past couple of episodes. So that's fine. Um, only here doing the challenge stuff at the moment. Uh, we'll see about some big brother 22, uh, 22, 24, uh, 24. coverage. I'm not doing any, please not coverage. 22. No, I'm not doing any of that. Um, remember when Christmas was almost on this season? Oh my God. Unfortunately I do. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been, uh, so fun. Uh, no. Oh. So, uh, on Twitter at Matt Liguori. Otherwise again, we'll, uh, uh, you'll you'll hear from me next week at this time. Um, thank you guys for checking this one out. Back next week for episode two of the Challenge USA. But until then, take care, everybody. <laughs>